Welcome to This Engineering Life, the undergraduate series. I'm Rebecca Simmons, an associate professor of the practice of mechanical engineering and material science at Duke University. Joining me is Grant Sinia Mosin. All three are undergraduate engineering students also at Duke. In this episode, we talk to engineering students that have interest in art to see how they pursue their arts interests while at Duke and also any additional insights and intersections they have found. This is the last episode of this season. Thank you for joining us for our episodes this this year. Um, And we'll start up again in the spring semester and see you in 2021. Thanks. Okay, so hello, May. Can you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm May. I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering and physics and also an IE certificate. So I've been interested in arts for a long time. And I first got interested um, just when I was little and trying to learn painting. But then I um, started watching anime. And from then I was like, it would be cool if I can create any art like that. So then I got interested in anime and to uh, drawing the style uh, the anime style paintings and also trying to make animated like short clips um and uh and then from then i just did a lot of stuff related to anime started a bunch of anime clubs in middle school and high school and also here at duke um and yeah so art has always been a really big part of me but also engineering is um i think there are parts that relate the both because they're both like creating stuff. Um, so yeah, I really like the combination of those. So were you worried coming to Duke that uh, as an engineering student that you may not have time or a means of pursuing your art? And then how how did the anime club, like how you started, you were one of the, the people that started, the students that started that club, right? So can you yeah. just talk about a couple of those things? Yeah, so I was I was quite worried because I know that although anime is a really big thing in my country and my community, it might not as be as big here at Duke. Um, so when I first come here as a first year student, I like went to the activity fair, searched all over the place for a club that's related to anime. And the closest club I found was Japanese Culture Club. But that was like the overall Japanese culture not specified on anime, although they sometimes have like anime screenings. Um, so nonetheless, I joined JCC and became a treasurer for that. And I like from there, I found that there's actually a quite large community of students that's interested in anime. So. Um, I thought it would be nice if I can start an anime club um, to like just have an environment for us to talk about it um, and to watch anime together, look at like the details of like techniques they use in creating those. Um, so that's basically the motivation for starting it. Um, yeah, so we got started last semester, but it's a long process um, and it's like getting interrupted by the a pandemic um, but yeah we have a community of students interested we sometimes watch anime together and play some games together what about nay i know you do other things too art related so you have your anime um you were working for a while on a book with a um 
with a fellow student, right? And doing illustrations. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's like a fun side project I, I have with my roommate. So we're drawing a manga, so it's like a comic, but in like manga as Japanese comic style. So uh, I found it interesting to combine my interest in engineering and physics to art. Um, so we created this plot um, that's like an imaginary world. It's like entirely um, like the style of steampunk but it's entirely imaginary world. And in each of the sub world, there's one physics rule that's altered. So um, the first is like the gravity is horizontal and it's like a bunch of fun stories happening there. Um, so she's, my roommate is writing the plot and I'm like drawing, although we're like moving slowly on it, but it's, um, it's interesting. And I find it really cool to combine like concepts and like, like drawing really engineering looking cool steampunk buildings and then also like um yeah like having fun drawing characters that's great how do you think that engineering like the learning style um that you've learned at duke has helped you or not helped you um within your art i think it's really similar because both of them are like creating stuff um one thing in engineering that like helped me a lot was actually when I took top, uh, took Dr. Simmons's class, uh, Engineering One Twenty One. We had the um, the the design journal, um, and I found it really interesting to like actually draw down things other than like stuff I saw in anime, like figures, uh, characters, stuff like that. But actually, like um, physical. Um, like maybe a door in physical life, maybe some gear, some like machine. Um, so that was like a territory in art that I never touched before. Yeah, I think sketching also is an important skill in engineering. Um, so I found it like nice to combine my sketching, like learn learn new sketching from engineering and also like use my uh, sketching skill in, in the design journal. That's awesome. And I will say, I will attest to the fact that, May, you had an amazing journal. The sketching that you did was really fantastic. Is there anything that you think Duke is potentially missing that would be great to support your art and your engineering? That's a really hard question because I feel like, um, like right now, at least for Anime Club, we're not like doing a lot of like combination with other stuff we're just like kind of in our own world doing stuff but uh i do hope that we can like merge more towards other stuff and combine it with thank you so much for sharing is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know about your art oh there's one thing i do want to talk about actually um so what, what uh, some of my friends also started this club called Design at Duke. So it's like an overall design club. Like it increase, uh, includes a lot of like design um, art and other stuff. So I'm the engineer, I think engineering design subsystem lead there. So we, um, we are combining design and, or design art and engineering in that club a lot more actually. Um, so there's like UI UX design, which has a lot of aesthetics involved. Um, yeah, so <laughs> just wanted to touch that, on that. Great. I, I actually don't know much about that club. What Do you have a project you're currently working on or a project? What has been a cool project that, that you've done oh, with yeah. that? 
Yeah, that's just started actually. Um, so we are like designing a um, project for everyone who wants to join the club. So it's called Design Design Thinking One One, I think. And the the idea is like we give um, them a, we give students a prompt um, to build a toy, and we like teach them how to three D print, how to design like three D model and stuff, and they can. Um, Actually, if, if like in-person thing um, are allowed next semester or later, then they can actually 3D print what they designed and kind of be put on the club's website and um, also look at others' work like that. So yeah, I think that would be an interesting project, but it's still at the planning stage. Um, I think when it when it like gets more um, when we get more details settles, settled, we might like reach out to you, Dr. Simmons, for like mentorship or anything like that. Absolutely, 100% support that. I Plus I would have a lot of fun doing that too. Um, yeah. that, that, that sounds good. And so the students should have it on their radar and we can maybe, you can send me a link or or some information or they can reach out to you if they wanna know more about this this club. Is that yeah. is that correct? Yeah, that would be great. I think it's great. Oh, and is it is it also it's um for engineering students and uh, Trinity students? It's for for everyone, yeah, or is for it just everyone. for everyone? For everyone, yeah. There are also Excellent. like bio design um, and other yeah other stuff. That's wonderful. Okay, well, May, thanks for the the super helpful uh, uh, tips and. Um, for students to consider two two additional clubs, the anime and what's the other one? Design, what's it called again? Design at Duke. Design at Duke. Design at Duke. Great, mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, May. No problem. Thank you so much too. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, could you introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is Fran Romano. I am a junior at Duke University studying mechanical engineering. I heard you have a pretty cool hobby. Would you want to tell me about it? Yeah, for about um, four years now, I've been really into drone photography and drone cinematography and just getting shots from above. And I say from above, ironically, because I have an Instagram account of all my drone pictures and it's it's from above so for all you listeners you should definitely check it out i've been posting pictures from my travels and i'm really into landscape photography specifically yeah um what are some of the coolest things that you shot yeah um a couple things i shot one of my favorite pictures ever is over a farm in argentina there's a bunch of cows all corralled in this pen and they form a circle and they look like little ants um, and I have some videos of them. They do like swirls. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Is there anything that you really want to shoot that you've never shot before? Yeah, a lot of things. But I have this like dream shot. I'm really into windmills. Whenever I see windmills, I get really excited. And, and drones can get like really nice shots of windmills. So Netherlands, the Netherlands is, is known for their windmills. I have some really cool shots of the old timey windmills. But but the shot I dream of is of the drone just beaming it straight towards the windmill and going between the blades and not stopping. I, I think that shot would be incredible. I think it would be pretty sick, actually. <laughs> um, have you ever cracked one of your drones? 
<laughs> Very close a lot of times. Probably the scariest time I was in Patagonia and I wanted a really good shot of like uh, the mountains and the lakes. So I sent my drone extremely far. I sent it like five kilometers away and the range is like eight kilometers. So that was fine with range. But on the way back, the drone was like very low battery. And if it ran out of battery, it would have just gone down over the lake and I would have lost it forever in that video. And I got it back with like 2%. That was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. I heard you helped to film the the monorail project at Duke. What was what was that like? That was a fun project. I'm good friends with Anuj, and I hopped on that team to film their progress. Um, so it started with a lot of footage of what they were doing in the collab. But when they finally had something they could drive, I was able to um, get my drone and actually a couple of buddies with drones and FPV drones to film the monowheels zooming across an airstrip. And that was just a really fun experience. Um, we got some really cool shots from that. What, what sorts of drone shots have you done recently? I actually drove across the country not that long ago with a buddy of mine who is also really into drone photography. And we went all over like the Southwest of the US and saw the canyons and stuff like that. And I'm looking at it now, but we had, we got this picture of these canyons in Arizona, I believe. And it just looks like a brain. It's, it's pink and has a ton of grooves and uh, looks like a different planet. Uh, Have you ever thought about submitting your drone photography anywhere? Dr. Simmons tells me I should do that every time I see her, but I have not um, done it yet. I do think about it and maybe one day I will. Are there any specific techniques or shots that you usually like to get? Um, Yeah, one of my favorite shots to do is following a car um, while I'm sitting in the car flying the drone. And it's awesome because you can have really long range because you're in the car. But two, you can be driving in the mountains or we got a really fun one driving across these salt flats in Argentina and the drone just whips by and you can have it parallel with the car at the same speed. And there's a lot of cool stuff you can get while you're moving while flying. Um, you have any advice for anybody who wants to get involved with drone photography at Duke? Yeah. Um, like you can get a really awesome drone for like $300 and there's, you can just go after it, go hiking, toss the drone up and just get some awesome shots. Uh, it's really easy, very low barrier to entry. So I recommend everyone get into drone photography. Hi, Emma. Could you please introduce yourself to us? Sure. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering. I'm also doing the INE certificate um, at Duke. I'm the vice president of engineering student government. I'm in a dance group called Devils on Point, and I'm the co-founder and president of Runway of Dreams. Could you, could you tell us a little bit about your club, Runway of Dreams, and what you guys do? Sure. Um, so we are, Runway of Dreams at Duke is associated with the national nonprofit Runway of Dreams, and our goal is to advance the design of adaptive clothing. Uh, adaptive clothing is clothing for people with disabilities. Um, there's kind of a few different reasons we have that. So I'm going to go into a little bit about that so people know what it is. Um, So if you have a disability, there's a few things that clothing might not work for you and how traditional clothing is. So first is how you put it on. So if you have uh, lower finger dexterity or you're in a wheelchair, the way you put on clothing might not work. So like buttons and zippers might not work for you the way that it might work for someone else. Um, Also, the way clothing fits you. So if you are an amputee and you don't have your right arm, a long sleeve shirt isn't going to fit you the same way it might fit me. Um, And then lastly, how it feels. 
So someone with autism might have sensory issues and tags or certain materials uh, might cause issues for someone. Um, and so our goal is to have people working on those designs to help innovate for that, but also we'll have um, an annual adaptive fashion show to kind of bring awareness to this issue. That's really cool. Um, what, what inspired you to start this club and keep it going? Um, so my freshman year, my Writing 101 class was Disability and Representation, and in that class I had a lot of exposure to kind of why people with disabilities are kind of a, a group that's often overlooked and how they're just like all of us. They have the same basic wants and needs. And um, then during an internship, I was working for uh, a startup that works on prosthetic knees. And I was looking through their social media accounts and a lot of the things that these people with disabilities were caring about was their clothing because clothing is something that we all put on every day. Um, it changes the way we feel about ourselves in the morning. Um, you know, there's a reason why people tell you to put on a power suit for an interview. Clothing changes the way you feel. And so I kind of just really wanted to do something like that at Duke because it was really important to me. Um, and so that's how I started. And I just reached out to the organization and started getting it going at Duke. Would you say that you were interested in fashion and clothing beforehand, or would you you more came into it through the disability perspective? So I, my parents made me do a girls in engineering summer camp before I came to college, which is what made me want to study engineering. Um, and at this camp, one of the things they brought up was like how women's clothing doesn't have pockets the way that men's clothing does, and that as an engineer, you could fix that. And kind of the whole idea of that problem solving can that's kind of all of what engineering is. And I kind of came into the engineering field wanting to do something related to fashion and technology. Um, I didn't really know what that meant, if it meant wearable technology or what it might be. But after realizing that I wanted to do it related to disability, that's kind of how I got more into the adaptive clothing realm. And would you say that your engineering curriculum and experience has, has impacted how you've run the club? So for our design teams, um, I've definitely approached leading those design teams the same way that I've been taught in Engineering 101 or Engineering 121 and teaching kind of younger students of that you can't just start a project. You have to actually take a step back and look at, you know, what are the problems? Who is it impacting? What are all the little intricacies that will go into solving this problem? I think that is something that my engineering design courses have really helped me with. Engineering isn't just math and science. It's looking at a problem and figuring out all of the issues associated with it. And I think that's something that helped me a lot to lead groups and I'm still working on trying to teach other people how to do. Um, I led a summer design sprint type thing for people this summer when a lot of people's internships got taken away. And I led the design process through a design a manual that I created that was heavily based off of what I had learned in my engineering design classes. And I don't think I would have been able to go through the steps of brainstorming to um, dissecting a problem had I not been in these classes. Yeah, it seems like a really cool application of your skills. What would you say is kind of your favorite moment associated with the club? Uh, my favorite moment has been the uh, impact I've seen from real people and getting to work and seeing how what I'm doing is actually making a difference in just a few people's lives and hopefully will be even more. So right now, we're, one of the other things we're doing is planning our annual adaptive fashion show this year. Obviously, it's going to be virtual, but we have gone, started getting models for this show 
And so like our first model was a nine-year-old girl who's in the Durham public schools who has Down syndrome and she's going to be one of our models. And her older sister reached out to us and she was just so excited for the possibility for her sister to get the opportunity to do something like this that she wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, so that's been really exciting. And then the other, similarly, one of the girls who's leading a project team, she's actually a freshman um, and she's co-leading it with someone else. And she's doing it because her little sister has a disability and they're working on a design for her sister who uses G-tubes and also has a back brace and they're working on a design for her. And so seeing that something that I started is making an impact in people's lives. And also it's really exciting seeing other people find that they have a passion for this too. Um, and people are just kind of getting really interested in it. It's really exciting for me. Yeah, that's really awesome. Is the fashion show going to be open to the public? Yeah, um, so we're launching it and it's going to be virtual, probably something in like on YouTube or something, but we're launching it in February um, to be kind of around Valentine's Day since our whole thing is about love and acceptance and it will be definitely public for everyone to see and we would definitely love for everyone to watch it and, and donate because that helps with our mission. Yeah, well, thank you for, for sharing your experiences and everything that you've done with the club. It seems like a really exciting opportunity. And so thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time to interview me. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Megan and Phoebe. And before we get started, can I ask both of you to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Phoebe. I am a junior majoring in BME. And a favorite art project I've worked on is for Mother's Day, I made a collage of my mom's favorite pictures. And actually with Grant's help, I used the laser cutter to engrave the collage into wood. And now it's hanging in my mom's office and she really loves it. So, Hi, I'm Megan. I am a junior mechanical engineer and my favorite art project is one I'm working on right now. It it doesn't exactly seem like it would be artsy, I would say. I'm building shelves for my bathroom. I've been playing around with the angles of the cuts of the, like the shelving lines and of how I want it to look. So I'm thinking about staggering the shelves kind of to make it feel more open because it's a very closed space. Yeah, I think that that's definitely my most artsy thing that I'm doing at the moment and something I'm extremely proud of. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing, guys. We'll dive more into those in a second. Um, just for everybody, Phoebe and Megan are two of the more artsy people I know at Duke, and they're also engineers, which I think is a, a really cool combination of things. Will you guys talk for a second? We can start with Megan this time, just about how you first like got interested in artwork and then sort of the combination between that and your engineering passions as well? I would actually say I was more interested in art initially than engineering. All throughout high school, I loved art. I was in art classes. I would do watercolors in my free time. And then I just kind of thought like, what's a way I can incorporate art into something I love to do every day. And I realized engineering design is kind of like the, a beautiful mix of aesthetic and also purpose. And so that made me a 
apply for engineering and focus on engineering, even though the initial idea was art. I'm actually on the other side of the spectrum. I was more involved in engineering before I got into art. So I came into Duke just being like purely engineering. I was just into the woodworking and like, you know, the technical parts of engineering. But I started having this issue where I didn't know what to get people for their birthdays. And I didn't, I, I, you know, I was a college student and I didn't really have that much money to spend. So instead I decided I would use, you know, Duke facilities and Duke materials to make people presents. And I feel like making custom presents for people is a little, sometimes it, it's honestly a better present because you spent the time to make it. So that's how I basically started in freshman year. I just started designing things in Adobe Illustrator and uh, laser cutting them. And I would make 3D printed things. And it eventually, you know, helped me with my skills in both of those um, areas. I love that, guys. Those are awesome backstories to this. Personally, actually, I've done some art projects as well. And my background came, um, I started working at Duke's Innovation Co-Lab my sophomore year and really enjoyed helping people with the projects that they came in to work on. And eventually just from seeing enough cool artsy projects that people use the engineering equipment for, I decided I wanted to do some as well. And the three of us have taken classes together and have all seen each other in the co-lab and stuff. And we actually decided to come together last year and create uh, an actual house course. And we decided to share our art passions and our passions for technology with other people. We called the course Art and Technology. Um, and I don't know if we all just want to chat a little bit about how that came to be, why that was something you were interested in doing and what we actually did in the class. So I think we thought of this in like at the end of uh, sophomore year and we started thinking about it more over the summer between sophomore and junior year and then we actually started like developing the syllabus and figuring out what we wanted to do in the course and that was a huge long process and every week we would meet and like discuss what we wanted for the next week and create the presentations and think about how we want to structure it. I think we wanted to do this because most engineers don't really have time or have access to art skills. So that's where I was because I, I had only dabbled in some art things before and I hadn't um, actually like learned a lot of art skills. So I thought this was just a great way to combine those two and like teach people on both sides of the spectrum, like art and engineering. Um, some skills that they don't know. Yeah, I completely agree on that point. I think it's a little daunting to think of like 3D printing, laser cutting. Those are all very sciencey sounding words, but they don't have to be. And I was hoping to get that point across in this class that those things sound sciencey, but they're full of art and art can be found in almost everything you do and it should always be considered. I think one of the really cool things that we did in our class, I feel like a lot of people have heard of the challenge where you're given like a deck of cards and tape and told to engineer a really tall tower. 
But we took that to a slightly different level and we got a whole bunch of random materials. I don't know if you guys remember what we got. I know there was like pipe cleaners and rubber bands and paper clips and index cards. And we just told people to sort of pick a theme or pick some sort of something and build an art piece out of it. And typically the words building would stick more on an engineering side of things, but allowing people to really get creative with what they engineered I thought was one of the most rewarding parts of this, seeing the things that people created that I don't think any of us would originally have imagined. Yeah, I think also our course was cut a little short because of COVID. So we ended up having to do the rest of it at home, which wasn't very conducive to the whole um, technology engineering part of it. Because the last few weeks we had planned for the students to create their own projects uh, using skills they had learned in class. And that was what I was most excited for. I was excited to see people actually use the skills they had learned and the practice they had to make something that they were really proud of and that they had thought of themselves. And I remember like the class right before COVID, they had all designed the things that they wanted to make. Like they, they had submitted to us what they wanted to make. And I read through them and they were so, they were such cool ideas. And I'm sad that we didn't get to actually see those come to fruition, but maybe if we teach the course again, that'll be super fun. And that will probably be my favorite part. For the students who didn't get to fully complete their projects, people who haven't even started to create projects, they might be thinking of, there's a lot of Duke resources that can help people, whether they're engineers or not, to get started with this sort of thing. Um, even during the pandemic, the collab is still putting on roots courses and they offer courses that teach you basic skills and things like Photoshop and Illustrator, which you can do totally from your own bedroom, sort of expand upon what you even are able to create or even are able to think of creating. So those are some cool things out there um, that I think people should keep note of. Last question here. Do either of you guys have advice for engineers who might be interested in adding or incorporating artwork into their academics or even their futures? Well, I think the biggest thing is just to start, just try things, just download that Adobe Photoshop, download the Adobe Illustrator and just start messing around. And also there are so many resources online that explain how to use the different tools. So yeah, I would just say just dive in. I second that completely. I think a lot of people worry that they aren't an artist or they don't think they're good at art. But honestly, nobody is good at art until a lot of work has been put into it. Yeah, like Phoebe said, there's resources everywhere. YouTube, YouTube has taught me a lot. Why not use it if it's there? Why not? Like, learn something today. You have 15 free minutes, maybe do a little freehand or just 15 minutes a day or something like that on something that interests you. I think that's a lovely way to break up school life with personal life and also learn things along the way. I love that advice. Thank you both Phoebe and Megan for being here with us today and sharing some of their artistic passions. Maybe we'll find a way to include some of their artwork on the website for this episode if they agree to that. Um, but otherwise, thank you guys. This Engineering Life is brought to you by the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke University. 
A special thanks to all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences. Our senior producer is Dr. Rebecca Simmons. Our theme music is from Silverman Sound, Audio Nautics, and Kevin McLeod. This is the last week of classes for Duke students and our last episode for 2020. Be sure to check back in 2021 for more episodes about the engineering life at Duke University. From all of us at This Engineering Life, we wish you a safe and happy winter break. Thank you for joining us this semester. You can find this episode and more resources online at thisengineeringlife.com. I'm Mosin. I'm Sydney. And I'm Grant. And this has been This Engineering Life. See you again soon.